Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week 7, day 5 of our study of 1st and 2nd Timothy. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about 2nd Timothy 1, 15-18. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. Before we get started, if you'd like to support the 10-week Bible study, please consider purchasing some of the books we have for sale. I really want to encourage you to think about leading a group uh, of, of people that you know are you know around you, your f- family, friends, coworkers, church friends, uh, lead a group of people that you know through God's word. It really will change people's lives. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us? God, speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to know you more through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's Word. We'll be reading today from the NIV. This is 2 Timothy 1, starting in verse 15. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. All right. <laughs> Paul's, Paul's making a dramatic shift, right? He's someone not being ashamed of the gospel, that, that everything we're doing is worth it, and then he's going to pivot real hard in this opening chapter here to... <laughs> kind of throwing people under the bus. Paul doesn't do this. I mean, when you, when you think of the number of people that Paul has encountered, the number of experiences that Paul's had, I mean, he got stoned practically to death at one point. He's going to mention that in this book. He's not name dropping with things like that, right? So these are generally people who have existed within the church and have actually garnered support within the church. Like they've, they've lifted themselves up as teachers and are stealing people away for their own selfish purposes for one reason or another, and then teaching a different gospel or teaching something different and and putting Paul and Timothy and other people down. When Paul name drops, it's for people like that. So we need to understand when he's, when he's, throwing people under the bus like he's going to do. It's kind of a big deal. It really is kind of a big deal. And it's not it's not the Oprah Winfrey's of the world who don't claim to be a Christian and are are saying that eh, Christianity's this or that or whatever. And maybe she claims to be a Christian, but you know, it's very clear from her her life that she's not really a Christian, doesn't believe in the Bible, doesn't believe in God, that kind of stuff. We're not talking about non-Christians, right? Paul's not going after that kind of stuff. He's talking about people within the church that are doing have done him great harm and are doing great harm to others. That's when he starts name dropping. And and I believe that overall we see that there, at least to some extent, he's doing it hoping that they will repent and return to the Lord. All right, continuing on. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. So Paul is saying, you know, he said, he's going to say to Timothy, everyone's kind of abandoned me. Um, but really not everybody. <laughs> He's being overly hyperbolic in that. And I'm sure emotionally it feels like everyone's abandoned him. I mean, he's in a really difficult spot. What he's gone through for several years is very, very difficult. And depending on when you think this is happening, whether this is early or late first, first kind of time through Rome or maybe second time through Rome or however that's working, um, it's, he's been through a lot. 
He's been through a whole bunch. And, you know, so people have, have not just turned away from him, but turned on him and actually, you know, said, well, Paul teaches this wrong or is doing this kind of stuff. Again, that's the people he's throwing under the bus, but then he's lauding the people who have been with him and who've helped him and who've loved on him. All right. Continuing on verse 18, the Lord grant him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Now that day, what Paul is referencing, he's talking about the day of the Lord. When we encounter him, when we see him face to face, he's saying, you know, may Onesiphorus find that mercy from God on that day when we meet him face to face. This is, again, one of those interesting things is we know I mean, Paul preaches this, is that when we put our faith in Jesus, that we do find mercy in the Lord on that day. We absolutely will. That's the hope of the gospel. And so for Paul to say, I, you know, I, I, I pray for him. I hope that he does, you know, that the Lord would grant that to him. He's praying for him that he's a true believer, right? And, and this goes to, again, I, I find it strange the way Paul says this, but it also goes to a truth is that we can only know where our heart lies. We can't know where anyone else's heart lies. And, and Paul is probably way too familiar with this, right? He's, he's praising Anisiphorus, but maybe Phygelus and Hermogenes, he would have praised two years before. And then they not only abandoned him, but they, they, they turned on him, Right. And we're going to read about other people that did the exact same thing and and have not just said, I don't really want anything to do with Paul, but actually turned against him, betrayed him. So we don't know other people's hearts. We only can see what they do and what they say, but we can't see their hearts. And so the truth here is that Paul is praying for Onesiphorus that he really is the believer that Paul thinks he is that he esteems him to be. Maybe in the same way he's, how he started you know, with Timothy, that, I, hey, I think that the, the faith is in your mother and grandmother. I think it's also in you. Understanding that after all of the betrayals he's had, that he doesn't know anybody's heart. All he has is the hope that the people that he knows and he sees, and this is the same hope for us, is that the people that we know are just the people, what we get on the outside. We don't know anyone's heart. But our hope is that the people that we see is the people that they actually are. And sometimes that's very true. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes the people that we see are not the people that are actually inside. It's not who they really are. It's, it's the facade they put up, which eventually crumbles. Eventually crumbles. Would the Lord give us the grace to be the people on the outside who we truly are and that we truly would be people who will find mercy on that day of the Lord, the day when, when we meet him face to face. I pray that you and I will be those people that Paul hopes that we are. For the 10 Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time.
Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.